So I'm back. Ba, you guys ba, can ba, get rid of me. So today we're here with three men and a little lady. I'm next to Steve Gutenberg, Ted Danson. I'm Tom Selleck. And you are. And I'm the little, the lady. little lady. I can't remember what her name was <laughs> in the movie. Oh, well, let's try. Steve Gutenberg, comedic relief. Ted Danson, uh, ladies' man, uh, Tom Selleck, grounded mustachio, uh, a.k.a. the father figure, the lead father figure, <laughs> and the little lady, the one that sort of brings us all together. So you're like our dad, is that? I'm the grounded one. If we were all living together in an apartment, as they were in the movie, mm. I would be the one that kind of keeps law and order. He equally fights for women's attention with Ted Danson because he contrasts with that older burly man look, mm. whereas Ted Danson's sort of like the playboy um, so, you know, it's a cool dynamic we're going with. But anyway, <laughs> real talk. Is a catch. Yeah. Hey, guys, we're here with the Mid-Youth Universe in Saiwan Ho, Hong Kong. Please do not look and try to find out where this studio is or we will call the police. <laughs> um, my name is Steve. I'm here <laughs> with Mennonite Max. Can <laughs> 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 you just... <laughs> Stand up real quick and show me on this outfit. Let's, let's, okay, for, for those of you who, who are uh, listening, paint a picture for us, Steve. Uh, what's going on here? Mennonite MX looks like I just pulled into a farm stop on Route 1, and I'm <laughs> pulling over for some farm fresh eggs. <laughs> Max, you got some farm fresh eggs, man? Yeah, you got, yeah. yeah. You know, um, came here from work, so this is uh, my uniform. Um, I'm slinging cakes right now, so this is the uh, 1950s and 60s uh, classic Americana diner look. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Nice. You know, my uh, my diner name is Buddy. Buddy, you got what? a diner name. Your <laughs> name is Buddy. How did you not Buddy? It's Buddy. Would you like some banana cream pie? <laughs> <laughs> so wait, wait. How do you get a awesome. di- how do you get a diner name? Well, I mean, my my grandpa's name was Ernest, but he went by Buddy. So I just figured, you know, I I work at this place called Butter. So I said. Yeah. Buddy and butter kind of go yeah. hand in hand. So, so if you're going went. down Route One in Hong Kong, <laughs> you pull off. You I mean, find... Route Sixty Six was better. Well, yeah. well, you know, we're it, it's a uh, it's a little bit of a juxtaposition because we're located in Landmark, which is a very uh, bougie uh, mall for um, <laughs> our viewers that don't know anything. Interesting about. place for a Mennonite fan. <laughs> I feel like Route Sixty Six is also like known for a lot of terror stories and murders and like supernatural stories. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm into that stuff. R- route 66? Yeah, Route 66. Route, route, route. Oh, route, route, route. route. But I feel, I feel like if I came across Max on a scary road. I would close the door. Yeah. <laughs> wow. The next thing I know, he's going to pull out an axe. It's like, what up? Oh, no, that's not even it. Sorry. It's just like, ka-ching. Okay. All right. <laughs> We're also here with uh, Dan. Hey, guys. What's your side persona tonight? Uh, side persona. I don't, I, you know what? I'm going to go with uh, Iron Man. I mean, you know what? I'll stick with Iron Lack Man. Lack of yeah. Iron Man. I like that. Because, yeah. You know, I have, you know what? I'm, I have a to-do list. <laughs> I have a to-do list. And every time I write a to-do list, I always write down iron shirts. Mm-hmm. But, oh. uh, you know, I, to be honest, I don't have to, I, I, I rarely that, iron my shirts. The one that always gets away. So, uh, Jocelyn, if you're watching this, please, Valentine's Day, he's coming around. <laughs> An iron. <laughs> and uh, we're also here with Sam, side persona. I'm actually not. Oh, oh, I know. Butters from Powerpuff. Oh, the green oh. one that's angry. No, oh. super cute but angry. Wait, so why are you why are you angry tonight? I'm not angry. I just haven't hit a punching bag in a while. Okay. It's been like a week. This girl oh. needs to get on a punching bag. <laughs> okay, I keep myself accountable for that. All right, Ooh. Mennonite Max versus uh, Sam. Battle it out, axe versus punch. Um, you're drinking a nice glass of grape juice tonight. It's a dry show. You know that it's you respect it. It's sparkling. <laughs> Nobody juice. would ever cross this rule. Um, <laughs> speaking of uh, Powerpuff Girls, um, what were your guys' favorite top top three uh, '90s cartoons? Mm. Top three '90s cartoons. Hmm. You know, I actually I had someone ask me that earlier this week. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, I no that. Uh, Real talk. Yeah, real talk. They, they were like, so uh, uh, my alternate persona is, is Mr. Henry. Is you my have another alternate. I have an alternate. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Iron Man, a.k.a. <laughs> Iron Man, a.k.a. Mr. Henry. And they were like, Mr. Henry, what's your favorite? Uh, I, I'm a teacher. They're like, Mr. Henry, what's your favorite cartoon? I had to think about this because I want to guide the uh, guide the younger generation in the right way, you know? So I, I settled upon. No, I didn't want to tell them my real favorite cartoon, which is, which is South Park. That's mm-hmm. my favorite one. Mm-hmm, but uh, I told them, hey, Arnold. 
I feel there's enough education. Oh my god, A. Arnold! There's enough. Ed- I feel like there's enough there yeah. that you know it, it's uh, educational good. and yeah. life lessons. Yeah, yeah. So I would say, I would say South Park, Hey Arnold, and I gotta throw in Rugrats. Oh, oh. Rugrats! Rugrats! Yeah. Oh my yeah, yeah. god, yes. Love that. But yeah, uh, well, how about you guys? What, what, what do you think, Max? What's, what, what were you watching back in the day? So, so, um, <laughs> aside from Men and I Look, I gotta let this one go. So, so growing, up, growing up in Asia, like I was actually deprived of American cable. So my, my biggest memories of growing up in the 90s was uh, you know, every uh, summer vacation, my family would fly to America and I would just be glued to the television screen because like... You know, we didn't have Nickelodeon. We didn't have Whoa. Cartoon Network. So I, I guess, I guess my top three would probably be Dexter's Laboratory. Oh my God, yes, <laughs> classic. Um, definitely uh, Powerpuff Girls, another classic. <laughs> and uh, what's the last one? I really like. Uh, I really liked Recess from oh, yeah. Disney Recess. Channel. Okay, Disney oh Channel. My God. Gotcha. Oh my god. So, so that was really intense. You would go like not seeing any yeah. any cartoons, and then you get to America, and it's yeah. like whoa, like yeah, it's like twenty four hours, just like you you know it, you know there was there would be Nickelodeon and then Nick at Night, but then mm. like you know um, Cartoon Network would be like Toon Tsunami, and then actually that's how I actually got into a lot of anime because like Cartoon Network would be a little bit. When they uh, switched to like the after dark hours, they would show oh yeah some anime. Cartoon Network. Always had a bigger edge. It was like edgier than Nickelodeon. And then in college, yeah. it would become uh, Adult Swim, you know, where they'd show. Oh, oh dude. So good. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So, uh, how about you? How about you, Sammy? I think one of the other ones that just came to mind, Daria. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Daria, cool. come on. Edgy. And the other one was Pinky and the Brain. Oh, good oh. one. Pinky and the Brain, 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 Brain. Pinky. What are we going to do tonight, Sam? We're gonna conquer the world. <laughs> did, t- t- take over the world. <laughs> Sorry. So did Pinky and Brain have their own show? They had their own like uh, mm, they yeah. went away. That's uh, Animaniacs, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Oh, they actually have a reboot of Animaniacs, and everybody's gonna watch it. It's so good. They tied into all the new political, like economics, everything oh, into. Yeah. The, but I sat there, I was like, I've just gotten re-educated. Oh wait, <laughs> I can't get re-educated if I didn't know about it. So I got educated mm. about the last ten years of history. And then I think another one would uh, a massive one that I really like. So I learned English from Scooby Doo's. Oh, I love oh, Scooby Doo. Cool. So I didn't speak English until I was like in third, fourth grade. Moving to the states, it was either the TV or a history textbook. So I watched Scooby Doo all day. So excuse my English. So you That's actually used to from. talk like Scooby Doo for a little time. I wouldn't have gotten away with it. Oh. It wasn't your meddling kids. So is that? <laughs> Is that why, like, does that shape your view of English? Like, yeah, like everything yeah, is... Uh, it's yeah, it's totally. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what... But, I mean, if you think about it, Scooby-Doo was actually quite, you know, it was, it was kind of like you had you had Fred, like the preppy yeah. kid, right? You had <laughs> Veronica, who was like the hot girl, right? Yeah. And then you had, uh, what's the one the glasses? The glasses, the geek. Velma. The ge- Velma. Velma. Velma, Velma. Uh, yeah. And then you had Shaggy and Scooby, yep. obviously stoners, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> What would, how would you guys recast us right now as a Scooby Doo? I mean, that's easy. Yeah, how, but it's easy. I'm but... Shaggy. <laughs> <laughs> you think you're Shaggy, huh? Like that? Of course. Yeah, yeah. Dan, you have the most Velma vibes. <laughs> <laughs> the glasses. He's even wearing Steve, orange. 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 He's got the orange going on, right? Fair enough. It's just fair the glasses. Enough. Okay. That's what okay. I saw. I'll take it. Velma was like a motherly figure, right? She uh, um, she was a big win for the LGBTQ community early on. Yeah, yeah. there was yeah, a conspiracy. Yeah. They had a yeah. had the bowl cut too, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, okay. like the fringes, Shaggy and Subi, they were always paranoid, yeah. <laughs> and they were always hungry, right? Makes sense. <laughs> Makes a hundred percent sense. Yeah. yeah, because you can't be hungry unless there's some other substances involved, mm. obviously. Um, it's called metabolism. Metabolism. Yeah, Scooby Doo had a lot to do, man. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, uh, I think you know I, to break in or '90s, uh, early 2000s, a lot of great programming. I loved GI Joe. I loved. Um, I loved Doug. I loved Rugrats. <gasps> yes. I loved the whole Nickelodeon lineup. Um, I loved the Saturday morning cartoons. Ninja Turtles. Ninja shout, Turtles. Shout out to Ninja Turtles, right? It's the era that was. It just provided so much content, and then '90s with the Adult Swim. Mm. Perfect. And action figures too, right? Action figures, man. They really pumped well, those out, right? I was just thinking about the Super Bowl. Well, not to not to date. Speaking that. of which, that's why Phil's not here tonight. Phil's actually Antonio yeah. Brown, so he's oh. right <laughs> now in Tampa Bay. Congratulations, Phil! Uh, big, big TD Congrats. catch, by the way. Yeah, 
Big TD catch. Big TD catch. <laughs> He's finally getting that ring. Yeah. Man. I, I, I feel like after watching those uh, those uh, those Super Bowl commercials, watching uh, watching Phil win one for Tampa Bay, I really felt like all those commercials really go back to like the 90s. Everything is like digging back to the 90s. Do you guys feel that like that is, yeah, like that is the uh, the touchstone for, because like we uh, has, do you think kids, do you think kids buy the, do you think kids are going back to like, man, the 2000 aughts were like nuts, man. Like, you know. Well, like, I think kids nowadays, they have, they have video games. Like you, you saw that commercial with the, the Fortnite reference with Samuel L. Jackson and they even had like, Juju, um, what's his name? Juju from the Steelers. Smith, oh, Juju yeah, Smith. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a he's a big <laughs> avid uh, Twitch streamer as well. So, I think kids nowadays they're exposed to kind of the same kind of media that we are in in a sense, and it's, yeah. and it's different from our generation where we had you know cartoons and action figures. Now they're they're playing with iPads. iPads. And, they're going to be nostalgic for iPads. And playing Fortnite and playing the same games we are, like, yeah. which is crazy because, you know, we're all in our 30s, but there's literally, like, 12-year-olds also yeah, playing. Yeah, you, you have a lot of Roblox friends. Right? <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the, I think it's easy, as it's equally as easy to be nostalgic for the early noughts as it is the 90s. They kind of mm. transition perfectly. Yeah. Good times, you know, Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, Britney Spears. Oh, I was, that was love the, my uh, life. So much content to yeah. give. Savage Garden. Yeah. Spice Girls. We can have a whole episode on this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Inspiration. But we're we're adults. We are adults now, and we are adults, and we have responsibilities. (laughs) Um, Speaking of responsibilities, uh, as per last week, we kicked off the challenge segment of the Mid-Youth Universe. It was very haphazard off the cuff, but we have some results to report in. Results. (laughs) And... uh, Um, so I had challenged Max to run 50 miles, which literally just rolled off the tongue. How did that go for you, Max? Um, I would say it went pretty well without to be, um, <laughs> boastful about it. Uh, it definitely did challenge me. I had to hold myself accountable. Oh. Um, so, it, you know, it was waking up an hour earlier every morning before work so I could at least get my uh, my, my 10K, my 10 to 12K run in. Wow. And That's it insane. sucked. Um, I missed the first day after the challenge, so I had to make up double for it for one day where I actually had to run in the morning and the evening. Mm. Um, but I would say on all, like, it was our first challenge, so we kind of went with, with something, you know, me and you are physical guys. We've, 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 we've both dabbled in fitness before, so I would say... It was challenging, but it was also in our comfort zones. Like we're kind of used to that kind of physical stressor of being comfortable, being uncomfortable. So I would say I, I think, um, yeah, I, th- I wouldn't say it was easy, but I think, you know, we have to kind of dive in deeper with these challenges. I think ultimately a challenge is something that puts you in, a, in foreign territory. Do and I would, feel- I would say this was something that was kind of, in familiar territory. Do you feel pressure now, Max, that you're one and zero in challenges? Uh, yeah, but I'm a very competitive person. Is that so how we do it I, leaderboard? I, you know, I, <laughs> I, 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 I and I'll admit, you know, I, 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 I basically, uh, you know, when you get this kind of challenge, it's like, okay, 50 miles, break it into 80k. So I was like, okay, I got to run at least, you know, 10, 11k a day, and then. It got to Sunday, and it's like, okay, Super Bowl's on Monday. I'm definitely not going to wake up for that. So I had to run a half marathon on Sunday. And, I, I mean, to be honest, I didn't enjoy it. But, you know, sometimes you don't have to enjoy it. It's not always about that motivation of, like, feel good. Yeah, I'm going to do this. It's just like, no, this sucks. I, but I just did Put it. In, uh, hard work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think sometimes it's, like, it's a little bit exaggerated of, like, having this – like always going to be feel good motivated. Mm. I think sometimes just getting shit done is about just doing it and you don't have to have a, a feeling about it. It's just like, okay, I've been challenged it, challenged to do this or it's a task I have to do. And you just, you just like put your head down and you just, you just grind through it. This is a hard one to yeah, follow S- up. Steve, you had, <laughs> you had quite of a different experience this week, right? Uh, uh, I was challenged to do um, 300 pushups a day for seven days. Which I changed the rules a little bit, and I was like, you know what? As long as I get the twenty one hundred by the seventh day, I'm okay. Mm. But um, believe it or not, 
it is actually really okay. One might argue it's easy to do 300 push-ups a day. Uh, In the end, uh, I I failed. I'm just trying to show off my chest show and my results right now. <laughs> it's, it looks good. We, we could have a chest show off. Nice. nice. I didn't do this before. For oh. listeners at home, we got quite a show going on here. <laughs> I failed, and um. I'm actually okay with failing right now because I feel like there wasn't enough at stake, which is something mm-hmm. I think we have to evolve in the um, yeah. challenge game. I tried. There were some days when you have a, a full-time desk job, it's hard to um, just start doing push-ups in the middle of the day, and that was yeah. the only way about it. There was I did at work. I recorded every single push-up. Um, it's really hard to just like be in an office and then all of a sudden get on the ground, put a camera down, and start pumping out push-ups. Everyone's gathering mm-hmm. around. What are you yeah, doing? Yeah, ha ha. Yeah, yeah. um, so I told them. Then there was like one night where I had to go to a friend's dinner after work, and yeah. I was like, I'm not gonna just start doing push-ups while everyone's eating. <laughs> Why so, not? So I uh, I was like, okay, I'll catch up at the end of the week. Yeah. So I did a couple. It was a couple of days where I kept pushing it off. Wound up doing 450 on Sunday. Uh, yesterday, wow. and I'm still like some 300, 400 out. But today at work, I went in and I just like had a really busy day, and I was like, I just can't, I can't. But be I think, I think in the end of the day, it's like okay, like whether you succeed or fail, you learned a lot about kind of I was leading into our theme for this week is accountability, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you don't like, for me, it's like I had to put in the time of waking up earlier, and. And I'm just using that as an example. It's like with any responsibility you have in life, you have to be accountable. And that means setting aside the time and... and Well, Steve, you don't mind me asking you a question. Uh, Speaking of like setting aside the time, what was the most awkward push-up you did this week? Um, Oh, my. I wouldn't say (laughs) awkward. Like I don't really... I didn't have shame. I just did it. It was not awkwardness um, so much as it was just like... Push-ups are hard because it's like diminishing returns. At one point, mm-hmm. eventually, you could like see like, you're doing 10, and then you have to break and then do 10, and then break and then do 10. So it's like the whole time you're committing all this time to just like stop and huff and puff. And uh, Oh, the most awkward one was certainly one where Janice was in the background looking like a uh, zombie will have to put out. <laughs> she didn't know I was recording it. She's just on the couch like minding her business after a time. <laughs> so she's just like... And then at the end, she notices herself in the camera. She's like, you can't show that. Um, that was probably the most ugly one for her. But um, we'll circle back around the challenges at the end of the show, and I'm going to try to record my – I have recorded it. I'm going to string it together and share the experience yeah, yeah, yeah. back to you, too. Yeah. Um, but speaking of accountability, I have a short <clears throat> monologue prepared with my broadcaster voice. We live in an era of short attention spans and cancel culture where ghosting has become accepted and expected and <laughs> flakiness is not just a symptom of dandruff. That was a, uh, didn't <laughs> yeah. get a laugh. Um, <laughs> and uh, today we are going to define what accountability means to the homies and what they expect of others in their lives. Uh, so sweet, sweet Sammy Lynn, what is mm. accountability to you? Oh, interesting. So I I would say I think um, accountability is something that you're ingrained with. You're growing up every day. It's like if you don't finish your bowl of rice and like for at least me growing up, even eating a bowl of rice was accountability. Mm. That last grain of rice, a rice farmer had to spend a day picking the rice for you. If you don't finish this rice, you don't get to leave the dining table. So a stubborn child I was, I would sit there and just duke it out. Eventually I would eat my rice. But even little things like that or just finishing your homework on time or for whatever reasons I learned along uh, in my personality and referring back to Max and you guys like the accountability for me there was something that I had had to want more than anything else for me to actually be able to commit to doing and completing a task so whether that meant okay you know what I want to lose five pounds then I would commit to setting up my plant meal plan but then it's I realized a long time later a while later the older I got, the least cared, the least care I give about something. If I don't care about a person as much, um, I don't care about a task as much. I don't feel like there's any reward for what I'm doing. I'm not going to commit to it, and that is me being unaccountable. And I'm okay with letting it be. Mm. So I think in 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 definition for me, accountability means that I care about it. I see a reward. There's a feedback. There is a um, there's something that's meaningful to me for whatever reason. And that's when I can be accountable. But otherwise, I will say I'm still working on having to be just committed to a, a, a purpose and yeah. doing something. You're being accountable to yourself, I think, when you um, cut out people or things that aren't serv- doing you service, it, good, positive service. Yes. Yeah. So it's not that you're not being accountable if you like 
but decide not to, you know. But, but, but Steve, like on the flip side, it's being accountable. If I gave my word to someone, they counted on me to complete something Then I should have right. just said at that point in time, being accountable, accountable to myself is also saying, Hey, you know what? I don't think I'm going to do it. Just say no. And it's accountable to them. It's to me. And that should have been the right thing. So this is also like finding meaning in other people's time and respect and things like that. True. Mm. Yeah. I think we can also just kind of, um, kind of touching upon your point it's like there's the social aspect of being accountable and then yep. there's the, the, the personal aspect of being accountable you know it's it's saying no to plans when yep. you're already overcommitted, and also following up to your own personal aspirations yep. of like okay i need to make time to to do my running or do my push-ups just to use that as, yep. as an example and i think it's a kind of drawing the fine line of of what what, what your priorities are and um I think setting a boundary of like, okay, we only have a finite amount of time. So as much as we want to say yes to everything, yeah. we can. Yeah. Mm. So being accountable for what do you say yes to and what do you say no to, I think yeah. that's, that's very important. Too. Yeah. There was also something funny. I, um, actually, an experience that I had, I went to girls boarding school, military style. So when you first go in, um, if you will, they're trying to give you discipline. First week, it's just easy cruising. You get up at 5.30, Bible study, you work out. And then every time you're set up for the, the week that you're, that first week you're there, every time you do an exercise, it's all the girls that enrolled that week. First exercise was a three-minute freaking wall sit. Ooh. So every time I would cop out at about 2.30, and every time, two minutes and 30 seconds, and I would break. And then that meant girls, not my time got added. I just finished the one, the 30 seconds and I would have to stand there and watch the other girls do another three minutes. Oh, wow. And that was when I learned, I was like, I can't actually just stop. This isn't just about me now. It's people get punished for yeah. me. That was what got ingrained. And then when I started running the dormitory, there was a girl, she would just have a fit. And the entire dorm, about 40 girls would have to run laps in the field until she would do the exercise. Oh my God. Yeah. So that it was like, intense. That, that's a great way to make enemies. Oh my God. That was the way I've never that one time understood what was like team effort. That was what I meant. And when she couldn't finish something as much as she put us through, everyone was like, you know what? You've got this. You've got this. We all pulled together. Mm. So there's other ways of drilling what accountability means yeah. as well. I think. So it's really interesting. How it's do a, you feel about, so how do you feel about that now? Like Sam, like after like, how do you feel about this experience? Do you think that you you gain from like your those experiences? You feel like that's like yeah. How, how do you reflect on that now? I think Dan, honestly, like I felt like at that time, I resented her. I was so angry, but then I was also that girl that made other people do three minute waltzes. I get it. It hurts. It burns. But then that's also when you're like, okay, Sam, like overcome your own mind. You can do it. Just stop saying no. And then just understand sometimes like like what Max said, it's not about what you like to do. Sometimes you just have to. Mm. And if that means everyone gets through it together, great. And sometimes mm. you have to do the journey on your own. That's fine. But oh. get it done. You know what I mean? So that was a really intense experience. Yeah. That is intense. Is she still with us? Because that could be scarring. Um, <laughs> that girl I haven't spoken to since like 15 years ago. But for a long time, we were enemies at the dorm, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. She probably had a lot of enemies. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I was so sunburnt, honestly. Like, the girl, there were girls that actually had blisters because she just sat there. I would not run for four hours. She was demanding to get home, get sent home. And we're just like, please just run. Please just run. She just had to do three laps. This we is... ran in Mississippi heat for, like, half oh a day. Oh, my God. This is definitely a villain origin story. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you have no I, idea. I think another thing to, to kind of say is, uh, you know, you can scale accountability to kind of different relationships you have in your life, right? Yeah. You have, you have your personal relationships, like kind of like the social aspect of yeah. it. You have your work relationships. You know, sometimes you're, you're the manager and you're in charge of people and yeah. you hold people accountable, but then sometimes you have your boss and they hold you accountable yeah. for stuff. Yeah. And then you have your personal accountability with yourself so i think it's important to kind of gauge the scale of the intensity yeah right it sounds like sam you had like a, accountability thrown in your face like at a very yeah in a very intense way that oh. yeah, yeah. 
That was great. Because like if you wow. apply that kind of like military style approach to like your, your you know your your social or your, or your love relationships, that's not always gonna. No. That's not always gonna end well, right? And and the same time, so I would ask, how do you guys um, scale accountability to your your social relationships? Like, say you have a friend, you guys get along great, but you know they're kind of flaky, or or you know I I think this is an interesting question to ask because. You know, we all have these social relationships that, you know, sometimes it's not always... Mm. Hmm. Steve. First, <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. All right, I'll take it. Yeah. Well, no, I... I uh, uh, so, yeah, I, I, I think that, like, um, with, with flakiness, I kind of see it as um, with, like, with other friends. I don't see it as an issue of accountability. Mm. As a, m- more so as a problem of time, so I kind of so I I'm I'm an optimist and I want to believe that anyone who is being flaky, uh, genuinely like has some other concern uh-huh. that they are yeah so like so for for example like I have a lot of friends back um back home who have who have like kids and Kentucky and, yeah back in Kentucky yeah yeah every show we have the Kentucky drop yeah yeah so here's a Kentucky drop KFC <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken get Korean some horses Fried Chicken Korean Fried Chicken I will be behind that Korean Fried Chicken is way better but I would say that that you have uh, um that with I understand that a lot of people don't have a lot of time. Yeah. So I actually find that being in, in Hong Kong, one thing that I learned about maybe the um, the vibe here or like the approach that people have in Hong Kong is it's like either I'm going to have the time for you or I'm not. Mm. And I found that in like my working relationships, in my social relationships, I kind of find that like in Hong Kong with the, it's like either they, if they don't respond, I trust that they are going to like respond eventually. So I... I tend to I tend to trust people a bit more, but Steve, it sounds like you uh, have a different take on it. I disagree politely. <laughs> um, that's a very wholesome yeah. way to look at it, and it's a very great way to uh, sort of I guess protect yourself or protect your ego. So good on you. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I as you guys probably know, I, I think of it a little bit differently. Um, I have I think I have a code by now. I think everyone should. I think everyone mm-hmm. has a code okay. of some sort. I think if. Yeah. You, you know, if you don't have a code, try to think about what your code would be. But a really big part of my code is accountability and um, reliability. And reliability. I believe that if you say you're going to do something, uh, you should do it. Yeah. Um, I believe that if you consider someone a friend, you should make time for them yeah. uh, somehow. Um, I do not believe everything is wholesome. I do believe that people are flaky sometimes f- for the wrong reasons. It's okay. Um, there's a lot of reasons that, you know, one might on another but uh if i say i'm going to do something except for the push-ups which i tried <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but there wasn't enough at stake there was there wasn't enough at stake no 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 uh if i say i'm going to do something i do it and that's something mm-hmm. i pride myself on yeah, and yeah. it's a standard i hold other people to yeah. and i do get really butthurt if people bail I do, yeah. I really do, and I try to hold it in, um, I do, but usually it comes out some passive-aggressive way at some yeah. point in time. Um, if it happens numerous times with the same individual, you start wondering whether or not this is well, first it's, it's, as, as you said, Steve, there's, if there's no stakes, then what, what, what does it mean, right? Well, the stake is your time, yeah. Yeah. their time, your time, everyone has time, but um, you know, this ties back to a lot of our episodes, yeah. if you're trying to maintain relationships with someone, you know, you should make an effort. Yeah. And um, because yeah. that currency is time. Right? Currency yeah. is time. Currency and is time. We only only have twenty four hours a day. I I, I said so what? many times. What? We only have twenty four hours. <laughs> what? This but is no, news to me. So I I yeah. think that like when 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 I was growing up, like flakiness kind of had just just this idea of like, hey, what are you doing this weekend? And then maybe you're like, oh, okay, like maybe you don't hear from them one week, and the next week you're like, hey, what are you up to? And then you meet up again, like kind of off and on. But what has flakiness? What what does flakiness mean to you guys now? That like now in, in it's, our, it's, in our it's a it's a lack of communication. It's almost like it's it's okay to just ghost and just be like, oh, sorry, like uh, make some bullshit excuse, and then and then it's supposed to be, oh, cool, like I'm not gonna take it personally, but just like okay, like you just basically bailed. So I think it's it's not always about showing up, but it's also about communicating, just yeah. being very trans transparent, be like, hey, I wanted to make it, but hey, like. I got into um, a fight with my girlfriend or, or, or this thing came up and just being straight up and, and, and saying, sorry, I couldn't make it, but being transparent about it. And a lot of people, 
they feel that shame that they didn't make it. So they just think, okay, I'm just going to ghost and just not say anything. And, and in, in our current generation, that's kind of like mm. acceptable. So that's just like the, the kind of pussy footing around it. And then if you get mad at that person, it's almost like, oh my God, you're being too right. aggro about the issue. But I, I just think I don't know if, that's if every, gaslighting, is it in a way, yeah. like if, you, I, if you rip on somebody else for being disappointed in you for not doing something that you committed to and you're like, Hey, it's my right to bail. If I want to look at you, you shouldn't, you don't have the right to get angry. Well, at me. I mean, I'm, I mean, with, without getting into who's wrong or who's not, I'm just getting at the point is just be more transparent. Just be transparent. Like why you can make it, Say your truth, and and whether that person accepts it or not, that's that's uh, that's beyond the point. The point is just be transparent. Say why you can make it, whether it's a good reason or not. That's yeah. beside the point. I think, if I may, um, so a, a a very candid thing I would like. I think this pulls into a few very important things. It's trust, accountability, reliability, right? And then and the transparency part. So I can say when I was younger, at one point when I was working on nightlife, I mean, when I was younger, I was working at day job, going to school full time and then bartending. It got to a point where I just like and I would try and accommodate social life. And then I would just literally say, I'm so exhausted. People that were close enough would know that I was exhausted and be okay with it. Then there are people that didn't know me would be like, oh, she's not reliable. She's a flake. And then but to be honest, there were periods in my life where I was not in a good place mentally yeah. and i was also working nightlife to the point where i was drinking five nights a week six nights a week yeah. i was so hungover i couldn't even remember my own bathroom door like mm-hmm. if you ask me mm-hmm. so at that point it was i lo- i lacked the accountability myself i made plans with friends having to want to spend time with them but then i couldn't i just physically couldn't yeah. and so even communication would have done that and that's when like i think the being being upfront communication and also knowing your own limitations of doing the right thing saying you know what i think i'm going to be hungover and, and, and when you say sorry to go yo when you say like getting to that point where you couldn't even follow through with plans with other people you care about yeah. that, that's also a warning sign of like maybe i need to reprioritize my life maybe i need to rebalance exactly. things right because like accountability like you were saying max it's like you're uh it's like the connection you have yeah. with the with the community around you. Yeah. Exactly. So right. if like if you find yourself ha- having to struggle with accountability, then that's really that's kind of the first yeah like the first red flag like oh yeah. like and and tying to what Steve said like your code like when your code is like imbalanced yeah. it's it's it's, no. it's uh it's not a good sign right yeah, Steve do you want to tell us about your code or no it's just I made it a big part of my social life and my professional life as well. Um, and if I say I'm going to do something, I do it. And it's something I look for in mm. people I hire, I interview, I tell them I need reliability. Uh, in terms of uh, personal relationships, um, you know, for me uh, to extend an invitation to somebody usually means I've factored them into a plan, not just like, hey, let's just come over, come if you want, come, don't come if you don't want. It's usually like, okay, I've set something, I've set a, the, the context or what have you for the platform for like X amount of people. So you order X amount of food, X amount of drinks. You like think about the dynamic, like this is the amount of people that's good, and then all of a sudden somebody bails or something like this. Um, so I don't want to like say I, within reason, but um, yeah, I guess it's just reliability and accountability. And I, I usually try to go like hell in high water if I like Moses parting the seas. If I tell you I'm going to be somewhere, I will unless something extreme happens like if i know i have to do something the next day i will not stay up and party as late at night um it's it yeah it's the same thing with exercise well, right hold on guys do you guys not have the looming question over your head how do i get steve to tell me that he's gonna pay for the rest of my life that is my most important question right now i need a commitment right now but so i would i only commit to things too that i know i can do and the challenge was one thing i didn't really have Room to negotiate there, but I did kind of react like, oh, that's going to be a lot. Um, But yeah, that's, it's just, that's really important to me because I think it builds character. Uh, Even so much, I don't, obviously I'm not on Tinder now, but I belong to a Tinder (laughs) subreddit. If you're on Reddit, there's a Tinder Reddit. It's really funny to see how people interact, but a Mm. huge thing on the internet in general is the concept of ghosting. And uh, I think that even if, okay, um, I think that you sign like a sort of contract when you enter into something like a Tinder or something. Yeah. You should at least communicate with somebody. I think that ghosting, and I hate to use this word, it's a very strong word. I hate It's a word. cowardly way out in any yes. situation in life, whether Thank it's you. Tinder, whether it's with friends, whether it's on LinkedIn. Um, I think that not responding to someone when clearly that person knows you're alive and well and existing um, 
is really rude and is cowardly, and that is the opposite of character. That is mm-hmm. negative. Yeah. That is cowardly, and I think that those are the type of things that lead to someone who is, um, I don't want to sound like, oh, Tony Robbins, but like <laughs> weak in, in certain ways, because everyone says they have goals and aspirations in life, and everyone wants to be successful. Like last week, media diets. Media is throwing high life down our throats these days. Instagram, watching influencers. Well, yeah. We all want that, but no. people don't want to do the things that they have to do to yeah. achieve it. And a large part of yeah. success is relationships. Mm. And if you can't muster, hey, I'm not interested, or hey, sorry, not this time, or hey, I'm unavailable. Just saying no. Just turning your phone off and sliding it away and hoping that this person disappears is, no matter what scale it is, extremely cowardly, unless there's a reason you're doing it like it's a harassment or something yeah. weird like that. Well, yeah. do you guys want to have like a, like I, I, I do you guys want to have like a confession time? Your worst, uh, your worst ghost? Oh, mm. I, oh. I can, I can share that one. That you did for somebody else? Wait, I, you did? You? Velma? You ghosted Velma? someone? Velma no. ghosted. Velma no ghosted. No way. And I tell you, it was over the worst I thing. I can see Dan ghosting. <laughs> like, I can see him getting a text. He doesn't want to answer him. I'd be like, ha, 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 ha. No, I don't know. You know what? I, I, I tend to be, uh, yeah, like, I, I tend to see the, the better side of people. But, uh, uh, and I, I try to be accountable. But uh, I myself have ghosted. Uh, and uh, uh, probably the... Probably one of the worst ghosts I've. For some reason, you know when you when you look back, and you think to yourself like at the time it's not that big of a deal, but then now as now that you have like more wisdom or like uh, like okay as like, Velma yeah as Velma <laughs> you can look back on your life and you're like mm. I really messed up there. Um, I would say that uh, I have I ghosted from a job one time. What? Yeah, I ghosted from uh, from a. I, I used to work at a at a Penn Station. Are you familiar, Steve? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's working at Penn Station, which uh, makes New York City. uh, City. Wait, Penn Station or Penn? So Penn Station, uh, like it's like the station in New York, but it's like a restaurant that makes like a bunch of uh, like. Oh, you gotta clarify that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what the Penn? Do you know that one? Yeah. (laughs) And they, uh, they, they, you know, like I I was, I was a cook. Like I I would whip up some sandwiches, (laughs) and uh, and yeah, I, I was like probably twenty two years old, and I was studying at the time, and I decided I really want to go. I was. I was working. I was working and studying in another city, uh, Louisville, Kentucky, Kentucky, second Kentucky. From Penn Station. From uh, everything leads back to Kentucky. And I, everything goes. Yeah, yeah. It's not West Virginia. It's Kentucky. I, was, uh, I wanted to head back home, uh, and they uh, and, and I just I just left, and the boss called me, and was like, uh, "Where are you?" Left voice messages. I just ghosted, and I have not replied to this day. Do you think Dan today you would be willing to write a message back? I have thought Can about we that. Get this I let them down. It was probably I think it was like the weekend. It was like the weekend I wanted to go back home to uh, to Cincinnati, and I wanted to leave uh, to go hang out with my friends. But I had to shift that weekend, and uh, I really let them down. And yeah. I feel that now, you know, we're talking about accountability. I feel like I need to. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think yeah. it's a. You need to make amends. Uh, I need to make amends. Yeah. What I, do you got? Have you guys? It's, it's, it's a very very honorable confessional but at the end of the day it's like you only have so many shits to give and i feel like you just <laughs> oh you did you use our word one in three words he's probably used all of them already oh, i'm, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm just saying right, anyway i'm just saying you obviously it's, it's it's going back to the stakes thing and i'm not saying what you did was right uh, obviously stakes it was, was 825 an hour it was that very was... it was very okay 825 is a lot nowadays that, but I mean, it's, that's the it's thing. Not minimum wage. Those, those are things you do when you're young, right? You do those things when you're young because you just like sow your wild oats and ditch out on sandwich. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was kind of like a. Did you run out to catch some tail and never came back? Oh my! It, it, was, uh, it was you know it was a, it was a, it was interesting. Time. I mean, it was a low stake kind of, but it's also kind of a, a learning moment, right? Yeah, yeah. I, and I think that. Uh, and, and and to all our youths watching. Please do not follow our, our man, Dan Henry, here. <laughs> do not. This is an example of not. <laughs> not. Not to do. No. So but I think we've, we've all been there before, right? Abby all... Max, what was your last ghosting story? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Max, you... He's just like, shuffleboard, <laughs> Rolodex. Oh, no, no, didn't go. Are you a habitual ghoster? No. I mean... Well, I don't going, know. I mean, I guess applying it to this... Uh, you know, I work. I work in the service industry, so for me, being accountable is something I hold myself to because it's not like an office job where if you decide not to show up, it doesn't really affect anyone. For me, it's like working in the service industry. If you're not there, that means they're one team member down. Right, right, right. right. You're one team member short. So, 
I that's why I, I never made it a point to take sick days or, or, or not be there because it's not even about the company, it's about letting other people down. And yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like I that's that's my code is like I could just unless I was physically to the point where like I could not be there, I had to be in the hospital a lot. You know, even I, I I've worked days when I've like felt sick but I, I just pulled through because I know how much it sucks when your team member short. Right. Yeah, you have to run the extra. Yeah, that, those you know, the, laps. Yeah, yeah. That I will never forget about. But no, I, I mean, that, that, that you know, we're talk, touching base on the code thing. Like, that's for me, it's just, I, I just don't take sick days, you know. Wow. Um, mm. So, yeah. <laughs> Sam, have you been known to ghost in your day? Um, actually, I, I have, okay, so two spectrums. So from the dating perspective, I, I, for whatever reason, since I was younger, as soon as I'm not interested, I will let the guy know that I'm not interested, whether it's a first date or a second date. And it's, I will do it in a way it's like, hey, you know what, I, I think you're a great person, but I, I don't think we would fit. There's always a response to conclude something. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everyone deserves that, mm-hmm. right? Now, the other thing, what I found interesting that I would say I've ghosted on were sometimes... When I hit a rock, when I get overwhelmed with my life, then I just shut down. And then whether or not they're at points, it was points in my career where I'm like, I can't, I just cannot. And I would just go a day or two days or three days without responding to emails or work. And I'm, I'm there, but I'm not actually there. And those would be my way of ghosting. It's like my rebellion of like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. I can't deal with this. So therefore I won't. But it is not acceptable in an office job either. Because you know what? Everyone, it's that you're a cog in a wheel. Like cogs, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone comes together. And me not responding is also a bottleneck. And there have been times, as I mentioned, you know, nightlife. I was so burnt out where I actually have slept 24 hours. And I'm I'm a sleeping beast. I'm not even kidding. Um, I can sleep 20 hours straight and I can't hear an alarm. That was how exhausted I was. And I was that staff, unfortunately. And then I learned to listen to my body. As you get older, you're like, you can't do this anymore. So yeah, that was my ghosting story. I have dished out from work because I just could not. And that is my own fault as well for not knowing when I was burning out. And the, the night before, I could have just not drank as much. But no, I chose to drink and I did that. Yeah. you know so that kind of situation so it's cra- it's not fun so, so I, I think hearing this i think another point we need to add is like also just being accountable to yourself and mm, yeah because the the other spectrum is just being too needy right mm-hmm. yeah and that's not being accountable to yourself and being independent right like because yeah. we've all have that needy friend that's always just like you know nag 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 yeah. like i need you i need you i need you right and that's also not healthy too. Yeah. So I think there's also an accountability to yourself of being like, okay, I need to be independent. I can't always just rely on others. Yeah. And that comes the gray area of like, okay, like I've, I've reached out to this person. They haven't responded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a healthy amount of like, okay, call and response, right? If yeah. that person is obviously not reciprocating that kind of, um, let's hang out kind of situation that yeah. you also have to kind of draw back a little bit and, and holding yourself accountable and not just like letting all those raw emotions out and being like, you know, like I, I texted you this many times, and, oh, and, yeah. you know, cause like yeah. that's also a very unattractive behavior. That's bizarre. Right. Yeah. Oh, I've been yelled so, at. So I, I guess my question is like, where, where do you guys kind of draw the line of like, of, of how much is, enough of like initiating like yeah right. let's hang out and how much is, is is too much yeah yeah no i think that um you know same thing that applies to social relationships romantic relationships i think that you have to be comfortable with yourself and being with yourself if you want to add value to a relationship mm. if your whole existence uh is based on needing to be off others and playing off others whether yeah. it's like i can't be single or i can't just be by myself and sit at home and enjoy a hobby or something uh video games something find something uh, that you can share when you go out. If you're constantly just hopping from person to person, then what are you? Like, what are you sharing? What experiences are you bringing to the table? Um, that's the kind of person I think that would just lead to like gossip and like unhealthy. Mm. Uh, I forget there's like a l- table of like um, things that one shares, like the lowest form of uh, communication yeah, or offering yeah, values, yeah. like just talking about what's directly happening in your proximity. So like gossip <laughs> or other people. Mm. And then like, okay, so then the next one is like being able to talk about things that happen stories about you and then i think it's like current events and then i think it's about like high level things Mm. but if you can't be by yourself and formulate your own person then that's a problem 
Yeah. Well, I just figured out my problem. I don't. I didn't know those twenty four hours in a day. Oh my god. <laughs> like guys, cool. you guys have just educated two, and two, elevated two, me. Two, four, two, four. And they just seem to keep getting faster. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I mean, I think um, you know, kind of talking about you know the theme of the mid youth is transitioning from our twenties to thirties, and yeah. I think a lot of our, our, our youth is spent, you know, when we're in high school, it's like seeing your friends every day, like after school, hanging out, right? And then you, you get to university and it's like, it's so exciting because it's the first time you're away from home. And then, you know, you're living with your roommates. You like, you have your, your, your bro den. And like, it's like, you know, in college, I lived with like three other guys and we had like our, we called it bro castle, you know? Like, <laughs> that was just last castle. year, right? <laughs> no, no. And, 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 and so you have all your friends are constantly around you. And like, that's the theme of your twenties. It's like friends are forever, you know, like, yeah. you know, ride or die. We're all by our, each other's side. But then as we grow into our our, our late 20s into our 30s, it, it comes a stage of independence. and But we're still kind of holding on to the, that, that youth experience. Mm -hmm. So I think an important part is acknowledging that transition. It's like your friends can still really be your good friends, but they don't have to be... They're 24-7. Yeah. I think Max, yeah. picking up on that like transition from 20s to 30s, I, I, I heard this somewhere that like basically your 20s is where you find the dreams and then maybe the dreams that you're going to live by, your principles, your dreams. And then your 30s are really where you, um, where you, you make that a reality. Yeah. And I think that that is kind of the accountability of like, that's where we need to be accountable to ourselves mm -hmm. of like, how do we make this dream actually come about? And, yeah. and, and also like we need to be accountable to others as like, um, as, as building that community. But, yeah. but I find that like, I find that with a, uh, with accountability, it's really the it's really the the pathway. It's the way that we can. It's it's really it's not the end, but it's the way that we can start building a life. I mm. think accountability with ourselves and accountability with with a community. Uh, so I think it's actually like yeah, it, it's kind of like you you have to um, you have to use that so that you you have to use accountability. Uh, in order to see the life you want. And yeah, am I bad? I'll get off my soapbox here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love the soapbox. I mean, that's a up. deep box. To, to, uh, you know, to, quate, to quote, who, who, who said this? This is the way? Well, this is the way. This is the way. It's, 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 it's finding that it balance. Somewhere. I heard it's it somewhere. I, it's not recent popular culture, right? Because it's not many people this, say This is the way. I mean, I say this all the time. This is the way to, like, that, that, that law. <laughs> <laughs> this is the way to fight chicken. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think to, to real talk is, is about finding that balance, right? It's about when you can say no to your friends and going out for those beers when you have a project that you need to kind of right. hammer down and and get done or maybe do some push-ups i don't mm. know or um having that time of of okay my friend it's my friend's birthday and i need to be there so i'm, I'm going to set aside that time so i think finding the balance between the two right yeah and and i think that like um as a as a as a teacher I, i'm kind of like in a in a position where i have to like teach accountability to, to some uh, to students and and I find that um, with accountability it's really I think it's just getting them like you said Steve getting them to commit to what they said they would do mm. and that is the that is the goal I have with a lot of like um, with teaching them like you said you would do this and this needs to get done mm. and and yeah so I feel that um, it's really I think that's the first step to, to reaching your higher goals. And that's the that's one of the first things I try to teach is if you say something, do it. I find it really interesting, Dan, because like another thing about this, our generation, it's a lot of about entrepreneurship, right? And the thing is, you don't have a nine to five job. You don't have KPIs to hit. Like recruitment, like that's my experience. That's like 120 calls a day, 14 mm. interviews, et cetera, et cetera. You either, you either do this or, you know, those numbers played scientific proof that historical proof that if you do that, then you will get commission. Mm. And then there are, you know, when there's external climate, like for example, when the economy crashes, et cetera, you can't do anything about, but those numbers still work. Mm. However, when you run your own business, even as a kid, if you instill in them that, you know what, you say you're gonna do this, then get it done. That is the seed, the fundamentals that's gonna get them through when they're passionate and have an idea. Like why Why is it something, like for all those, um, those companies that we think is an overnight success, they're not, these are committed companies 
companies that worked like the owners like ceos like four to five years of grinding it out we didn't see the ugly side they mm. woke up every day 5 a.m club whatever 6 a.m club works at two o'clock they don't drink they don't go out disappear for months mm. only to just do that one thing yeah. so mm. again that's accountability to themselves in a different perspective it's their career it's their business and so it's it's incredible how accountability crosses every facets of your life personal social romantic and business we're we're in this like like to add your, we're in the highlight culture, right? Everyone just like likes to see the highlights on yes. on social media. They see the, like the Instagram stories, yeah. like when they won the championship, when they won the award. Like no one sees like the you know yeah. the suckage of like waking up at five a.m. Like yeah. you know it's 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 all about. And I just actually finished a documentary um, on Netflix called The Dawn Wall. And it's about this Tony Caldwell, like in 2000s, he climbed the Dawn Wall, which he dedicated six years free climbing. Like What's third, the Dawn Wall? It, the Dawn Wall is like in Yosemite, and it's just like, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, very bad at geography, but it's like basically a wall that's like just smooth and you grapple by like little bits like not even ledges it's flat oh and you, you free you free climb and every pitch is 150 feet and they did it for, they just did it in 19 days and it's these two people and it's the dedication and I, some would even say obsession but the they wanted to do it they were accounted to themselves they had to do it and they did it you know what i mean mm-hmm. and that is a, another level of I guess like I I mean I don't want to overuse the word accountability mm. like they they set out to achieve this and they did it and if that meant and the greatest part was like during that his um his partner that went with him couldn't do pitch fifteen and then he was like you know what this is the person I wanted to be at the top with me he stayed on the like the um on the the bed against the wall for three days just so he can make it. I know he was accountable and, to his partner. They're risking what, like death, right? Risking death, like right? it, they would just plummet three thousand feet, just right. like there's no, there wasn't a glory, and this yeah. became a sensation, a sensational piece, like across New York Times and everything, and it's just like it, the partnership and everything. It's just what you can do yeah. when you set your mind to. It sounds so cliche, but it's also true. just like in the, it's in this example is it's just like defining your values, you know, because there there wasn't there there wasn't this like climb this wall and you were going to win like no, a there million wasn't. dollars. Exactly. Like, there know? was none of that. You know, it was yeah. just like they had a goal to do this. Yeah. And I feel so bad now for not doing more push-ups. Oh, I'm just like, I <laughs> no. eat a lot of rice now. And- no, but inside. this is a great example you shared because yeah. it's like something that's just like, there's no extrinsic reward of it like, was for you him. know, you're going to win a million dollars or you're going to be, you know, I didn't even know about this until you brought it up, but yeah. that's that just goes to show the the dedication and the the personal accountability yeah. of, of of your value system. And I think you know, value system, same language as as, as defining your code. I think mm. it all goes hand in hand. So I'm never climbing the Don Mall, and this documentary was a recommendation by a very good friend. And honestly well worth the watch like it's just baffling the commitment that they had like the things that they it's it's their life it's they breathe and live it Mm. you know and i'm just like i can't even stop myself from a bowl of rice and i want to i want a six pack but you work out pretty hard (laughs) i mean i think i think i think think all of us sharing this is we're we're getting we're diving deeper into the the core of it is uh finding your value system aka your code Mm. And that's what is gonna have you prioritize your your time, yeah. and and what you value in your life. So in some ways, the accountability is the is what connects yeah. your values to the outside world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And just also being consistent with it, you know, mm. having setting your code, defining your values, and also being consistent with it because it's it, it can't be some, you know, wishy washy kind of stuff it has to be okay i'm i'm gonna go through with this and and it's like the example of the don wall it's like they're they were risking to risk their lives like mm-hmm. they're like i'm gonna climb this or yeah <laughs> do you guys think that accountability at a certain point is um too deep-seated to change or how do you think that if one self-reflects and they decide hey you know what maybe i'm a little flaky or i wish that i could you know uh be, get a little bit more out of my life through accountability. Do you think, how hard do you think it is to change? If I may, Steve, I think one of the interesting things would be I didn't, there were people that would just let me off because you know what? It's just, it's not a big deal because either we're not that close or nothing was lost. 
And then um, a few years ago, a good friend of mine literally at the time just said, Sam, I know that you're working late, but you can't flake again. And I'm done inviting you to things until you actually turn up for things. Mm. And I was like, oh, my Keeping God, it real. I really disappointed someone. And then so it wasn't, you know, and again, and also there was work. Work got jeopardized. And because I missed things, things I lost money because I it was my loss. Right. So depending on your personality or the, the way your your system is or your mm -hmm. code is, mm -hmm. I don't really feel the pain until I feel the loss or until like when I was younger. And now it's like, OK, um, I get it. And there are like respecting people's times and whatever i tr i like to treat people how i want to be treated right so therefore i think about that before choosing to fail someone yeah. or just give a heads up absolutely yeah, yeah. Mm. i think that um on this note um if you a are able to self-recognize that you've been burned by your own lack of accountability enough times yeah like i'm missing out on opportunities and relationships because i'm not accountable or i don't show up or i don't do the right things at the right mm -hmm. time that's one and number two once again, this is going to make me seem like a really spiteful person, no. but I, I like to try to teach the lesson in accountability yeah. where if I see somebody that's not being reliable or dependable, um, I'll speak up. I'm, I have a very, I don't have a big filter, as maybe some <laughs> of you guys know, and I will call people out and I'll tell them, especially at work, um, but also in life as well. You know, if I, if I notice it, you know, I'll, I'll let people know, like, hey, yeah, yeah, it's not really cool, honestly. Mm. Like, um, if, unless there's like, the circumstances are obvious. Like, okay, there's no way that you could have made it to this thing that we planned. Mm. If it's kind of just like, oh, hey, I'm just so tired today. It's like, but you know, mm. we planned this two weeks ago, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. You should have planned it. Maybe right. you could have wanted to sleep a little earlier. That's not really cool, you know? And I, I, I've even told people before, like, hey, uh, this is the second time you've bailed. And I'm just letting you know that uh, I probably won't be extending any more invites in the near future because unless, you know, you reach out because that's my thing. And um, some people might take it as, oh, wow, this dude's stuck, you know, stuck up. But for me, it's kind of weight off my shoulders because I don't like to harbor those feelings because then I'll send the text, oh, no problem. And then I'll just kind of be like, mm. yeah, <laughs> something that really gets me. And pulse. And Janice can attest to this. I've, I've sent messages to people where it's like, okay, no problem. And then I've hung up my phone and then I just be like, mother. <laughs> like and it gets oh. it gets to me. No, no. In a lot of certain, it depends on the situation. Yeah. It really does. It's case by case for sure. Yeah. Um, but it does eat at me because I know that it takes, um, aside from my push-ups, uh, it takes a lot of accountability and hard work and dedication and following through to actually get things done consistently. Of As we course. can say, grit or quit. You gotta push through the hard parts. Even if mean the hard parts are, I, I, it's, it's more comfortable for me to ghost or just back off or just dip out as opposed to confronting somebody and telling yeah. them what's exactly happening. Just, just communicate. Right. Yeah. Communicate, mm -hmm. transparency. Absolutely. And yeah. yeah. Um, I guess the last part for me to add on my side is just like, just be, you, you talk about like, where does it start? I think the, the accountability starts with yourself, right? Being comfortable with yourself, finding your code, and then also not taking it personally when people don't necessarily live by your code and just being like, okay, like it, it, this person isn't really on my level and it's not like I hate you and you know, I, not feeling that those levels of angst and maybe you like rightfully have that feeling but also just letting it go and be like you know what the people that are around me in my life are around me for a reason and the people that aren't mm. you know it's that saying if, if people want to walk away from your le life let them walk you yeah. know and it doesn't have to be an angry spiteful thing it's just like you know yeah i know my circle i know myself and i'm comfortable with that catch and, and release that's, that's catch a, and release that's a well, i think what you're i, I think I think the, the, to pick up what you're um, what you're saying, Max, is like one word we didn't really say tonight yet is expectations. Yes. You yes. know, like uh, we have to, and you have to manage the expectations you have for different, you know, in the business yeah. relationships, yeah. love relationships, social relationships, yeah. and so um, yeah, I think and it, that that comes down to the code that we have, the values that we have, and what we what we expect from others, yeah. and um, yeah, for I, I think that um, uh, for myself, I think that. Um, the expectations I have yeah. is, is it's uh, for myself is very you you have to manage it in a way where it has to be low this sounds really bad has to be low expectations no, and then no. higher results you, you're, you're totally right because uh, you know just to the feedback on that like mm -hmm. when I was younger I used to be like 
like I had high such high expectations on people and be like, oh, like they're not like me, like fuck them, and it just led to a lot of negativity of because like we're, I, we're out of F's literally. Well, no, <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I, I mean, like I, I was like I felt like I was giving more than I was receiving, but in reality, yeah, yeah. it was more like my expectations were way too high, and sometimes you have to kind of scale that back a little, and and, yeah. and that's why I go back to my original point is like know your value, know your worth, but also expect less as as dan was saying and then if you can kind of find that humble equilibrium then, yeah then that's where yeah. you kind of center yourself and 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 find your code i would say absolutely now i find it really interesting because now i'm battling with myself like you've got you guys brought up two points next to each other one is i really believe in don't project your expectations on other people treat people how you want to be treated they may not react the same way just do as you will because it's not about them yeah. on the flip side yeah, I'm going to hold my friends accountable because it's also going to make them better. Mm. But then where, yeah, yeah, where's yeah. that boundary of like, hey, you're not good enough right, right, versus right, 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 of right. being reasonable. Mm. So maybe the, the real answer to this is manage my expectations of not projecting and being hurt if they're not living up to a certain code. Mm. However, help elevate them, but don't punish them for being not a version of you. Right, right, right. Yeah, true. So it's a tricky balance and there's no right or wrong way of doing it it's, it's just like you know walking a tightrope you know yeah. you lean too far one way and you might fall off the edge or or you know so i think this is a these are all interesting right. points absolutely and, and um it's all just trial by error and yeah. but then today it's like i think you know people around you in your life for a reason if they're not then you know it there's Sometimes. Tinder and there's Grinder. Oh Grindr. my god! <laughs> no, some Grinder, yeah. People, people serve <laughs> people <laughs> serve you for a season or a reason. So yeah. Um, for the record, before I go out sounding like a psychopath, <laughs> no, no, it's honestly I think it, it hurts the most when it was a, a big a big use of time where like you set aside a certain time like it's like if you make a plan on a Saturday or Monday and then it's a Saturday and you set aside the Saturday for this person or this thing and then all of a sudden on the day of it's like yo and mm-hmm. then you're just like. That's when it gets the worst. But um, yeah, I think we covered a lot. I don't know how we're doing on time, producer. Oh, oh damn. Right, can I just say one more you guys should <laughs> keep, though? Accountability. You guys have kept yourself accountable for every Monday. Yeah, we have. Think uh, we, about we, we, that. We're on 12 we episodes? Uh, episode 12? Yeah. Episode 12 is my lucky number. We uh, Let's bring it real quick into the challenge part two. Um, so the challenge system is growing. It's evolving. We mm-hmm. haven't really hit the stride yet. We haven't sat down and planned it. But well, that's why we're here now. I would like, you know, I don't know what the stakes will be. Hopefully, we can have some stakes. I think we should factor stakes in because I'm a victim of a stakeless Lavash. challenge. Uh, is that is that possible? Or my own stakes? I can make stakes. We um, can just order. What what's a go- first? I think we should have a point system at some point. We can yeah. talk about it later as we evolve. There, what what what, what is stake? What is that stake? A stake is at stake, literally. Uh, well, if you withhold food from me, yes, I will be very accountable. Okay. I think stakes. <laughs> I think stakes are stakes. Yeah. Maybe maybe let's draw back to this and and let's let's take a week and, yeah. and, and come, come back, back to our no viewers. challenges this week, challenge free week. You know what? We've got a challenge, Steve. Finish your push-ups, or you're doing the ice bucket challenge. Okay. Finish my yeah. three hundred. All right. So no 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 no, sir. You start back at zero. No 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 no. no, 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 fin- no, no, no. You know what? You get Honestly, you I get three to days a- to finish your three hundred. All right. And that is fair. I'll finish them. I, I will, will do a hundred and then and then to our viewers, we hold ourselves accountable that by next week we'll have a whole fleshed out challenge and quest and reward system. Okay, fair yeah. enough. I'll finish my Stakes. damn push ups. <laughs> I'm being accountable Stakes. to my work and Stakes. my other things and uh, all right, we'll do it. We're gonna push out. No challenges. Nobody wants any challenge. Okay, forget it. We're you know what? No, challenge? Okay, you know I actually I've been trying to get myself to go running, which I've spoken to Max mm. about. I hate running. I've I actually bought myself running shoes with Phil, by the way. I would like to challenge myself to run four kilometers a day. Okay. Wow. For right. one week. We'll circle back at this. Four yeah. kilometers a day. Okay. Wait, can I do three? I take it back. Three, 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 okay. three. Okay. three. Okay. I will overachieve and do four. Okay. Okay. Fair. That's fair. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, All right. I think uh, I'm challenging myself. Then I got a challenge. Okay. Challenge no, I'm, accepted. I'm to stay quiet I here. am <laughs> challenging myself to not finish. <laughs> do what? Love it. Not finish the push-up. Not finish the push-ups. No. Um. I want to challenge myself to. 
Um, I gotta do it, guys. I gotta get back in shape. COVID's eating my body, taking uh, my Steve, heart. You're, and soul. you're quite in shape. I right? I need to. I gotta challenge myself. What's a reasonable amount of uh, weight loss? Five, five, five pounds, you said? In a week? Yeah, five is that, pounds. Is that week. even healthy? Uh, well, you just have, it's calories in and calories out, right? So you got to just do the maths. Uh, fine, five pounds. In a five week. pounds. Yeah. I, I, well, okay, ratio-wise, I can't lose, I can All right, lose two so we got, we got two challenges going on here. We got 4K a day. 3K. Three, three, okay. 3K, I heard 3K. Okay, 3K, <laughs> so 21K in a week, and we got five pounds in a week. Five pounds in a week. Wow. And oh. if we fail, then, um. I like this idea of steaks are at stake. Six are six. So you yeah. guys have to buy me Wait, and... I will, I will yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys get nothing. I will... No, you either play the game I, or you I, don't I, leave I, the rewards. Okay, I, I completed my challenge, by the you way. Did. You did. So he's so good. I, I so, Dan, I got, you have I to participate. What's your, I get, what's your I challenge? I get immunity for the week, I would say. Right. He's got immunity. I would I get say... The, you know, Survivor? Right, I got immunity. I get immunity We're for the week. We're evolving the program. Immunity for the week for completing the challenge. I and would Dan Henry, what me, is your challenge? Think for the here. Week? I've got you know what? You got the weight loss. You know you what? The you have to order in Cantonese every time you order takeout. We can be there for that. Yeah. Wait, uh, uh, he can photo. He can send photos. And then you have to send your order log. You have to write an apology <laughs> letter to Penn Station. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, actually, I like that. You yeah, have yeah, to yeah. write an apology letter to sum up accountability and consequences. Okay. Uh, yes. okay. To whom it concern. Right. I, I will write. You. I will right. write a letter to. I think that was two thousand nine. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's you, awesome. Okay. You're gonna read it next podcast. You're gonna read that letter out loud. Oh. All right. Done deal. All done. right. Done. Thank Wrapping you guys. Wrapping these up. All right. Andy. Thanks for joining us tonight. We will see you on the next episode of the Midu Saga series and, this, the, homies. and the saga continues the saga continues what stakes bye bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs>